Hey guys, this is the Good Daughter Podcast. We're here to help women or people who feel constrained or conflicted by their cultural upbringing. I'm Misha Good, and I'm going to give you my advice on how you can overcome your cultural conditions to create a life on your own terms, because you're more than just a good daughter. So right before I sat down to record this episode, I was on Instagram and I was reading some comments under the little clips, podcast clips I post of snippets of episodes. And some guy thought it would be super sweet to leave me a comment saying that (laughs) he's seen clowns wearing less makeup than me. And I just want to tell him And everyone who gets on the internet and social media and thinks it's a good way of spending their time is to write mean comments on people's posts. Listen, I had a mustache and a unibrow all through elementary school and into junior high. So the level of bullying that I experienced growing up literally makes me immune to like 98 Eight percent of the mean things people say to me. So I am basically unbullyable. So good luck with that. Anyways, so this episode is focused on cultural expectations and what that means for your kids. So if you grew up the child of immigrants or you identify as a third culture kid, you might eventually end up having your own kids and you're going to find out the way that you want to parent. So my kids are second-generation American, and they're biracial because my husband is white and I am South Asian. I actually had my kids do a DNA test, and the results were crazy. They were really interesting, super cool. So on this episode, I want to discuss what it's like when you become a parent and you're the child of immigrants. Because the way that I was raised and the way that I'm raising my children are very different. And that being said, I think every generation parents differently than the generation before them. So it's not that surprising that I'm raising my kids differently than the way I was raised. But before we even get into the way that I'm parenting, I want to talk about the different parenting styles. So There's four different parenting styles that are known and discussed that most parents fall into. So permissive, neglectful, authoritarian, and authoritative. So permissive parents focus mostly on keeping their kids happy, and they want to avoid conflict with their children. So they are basically driven by their child's happiness, and they don't have many rules They can often overindulge their kids. They probably don't have a whole lot of structure. They give their kids kind of whatever the kids want to just maintain their happiness. And I feel like kids with permissive parents end up being the snobby, spoiled kids at school. They get like G-Wagons as their first car and they carry like designer bags around high school. Like those are the kids with the parents that are overindulging them. The next parenting style is neglectful parenting, and this is when the parents are absent. They're not around, and they're not nurturing 
or providing guidance to their kids. And they don't really notice or care about their kids' behavior or emotional needs. I wonder if sometimes some parents can seem neglectful because they're like working a lot and maybe the kids are being raised by their grandparents or by nannies. And so the parents are not the primary caretakers and that could give off a feeling of neglect. They're providing financially, but they're not providing emotionally, if that makes sense. The next parenting style is the authoritarian parenting style. And this parenting style is parent-driven, so it's focused on what the parent wants and not what is in the child's best interest or what the child wants. And there's often a lot of strict rules. There's punishment. There's generally one-way communication with the parent driving the conversation without taking in input from the child. And the child's social and emotional or behavioral needs are not really taken into consideration. When I think of this parenting style, I'm sure you know where my mind goes. But the last parenting style, which is called authoritative parenting, is the ideal parenting style. And in this approach, the parent and the child solve problems together, obviously with the parent taking the lead. And so the parent will set clear rules and expectations and maintain open communication with their child. Consequences are natural. So that means the consequences make sense and they fit the crime. So I feel like a lot of immigrant parents have what would seem to be the authoritarian parenting style because where our parents are from, kids are expected to blindly follow and obey their parents and they're expected to be obedient and don't have opinions and definitely don't disobey your parents. I think a lot of kids who grow up with authoritarian parents probably think to themselves often like when I have kids or if I have kids, I won't treat them this way. But you know, if you grow up with authoritarian parents, that is the parenting style that you know, that you were exposed to. And you very well could end up becoming one yourself unless you find a way to rebuild or reconstruct your parenting map. So when you grow up with a lot of rules and restrictions, you grow up knowing that there's consequences for breaking any of those rules or those boundaries. If your parents are still partial to the societal and cultural parameters of their home countries, the consequences might not always fit the crime. I would say in my parents' culture, the parenting style is most commonly authoritarian. So that's definitely the parenting style that I was exposed to. And, you know, I'll be honest, before I had kids, if I saw kids acting up in public or being out of control or like screaming on airplanes or whatever, not babies, but kids, like, you know, I would say things like they need a good slap in the face or their parents like seriously need to discipline them. And that's very much in line with authoritarian parenting. And I can't believe I would say that because I grew up around that type of behavior and I know it didn't make me feel good as a kid and I know it wasn't constructive. 
from me when I was being raised. So I don't know why I would say stuff like that. But it's really funny how people who don't have kids seem to think like they have all the answers for how to raise kids. And I was definitely that person. Now that I actually have kids and I know the different parenting styles and I know the consequences of each of them, I definitely find myself coaching myself and parenting myself to constantly, you know, be a better parent and to respond in my children's best interests. Sometimes I feel like my parenting instincts are all wrong. And I think it's because I grew up around that authoritarian style. So when my kids act out, I find myself coaching myself against my instincts because my instincts are usually telling me to overreact or overpunish. But that's really not the type of mom that I want to be. And I would rather respond in a way that teaches my daughters to make good choices and decisions rather than scare them into submission. Because if you parent through fear, you're really just creating an environment in which your kid is going to do what you want because they're scared of the consequences, not because they actually believe in the message or the lesson you're trying to teach them. So when you have kids, you enter different phases of parenting. In the baby phase, it's all fun and cuteness. But once your kids start to enter their toddler years, that's when I think you start to find out the type of parent you are and what your parenting style is. Because when your kids become toddlers, that's when they start testing your boundaries and your patience. And so it's really interesting. I think we all, before you have kids, we think we know what type of parents we're going to be. And then when we actually have our kids, you'll be really surprised. I would say that naturally, I'm very A-type. So I have quite a bit of a temper. I've really worked on controlling it as I've gotten older. And I've realized that my temper has cost me a lot. And, you know, I've put myself in situations where I've ended up losing out because of my temper. And I've made some poor choices out of anger. So I've really worked on it. But that being said, my temper with parenting, I really had to find a way to control it. And so when my older daughter, my four-year-old, started entering into her, you know, spicy toddler phase, she really started to test my patience. And her and I are very similar. Like, she is my mini-me, my copy and paste. So when she acts a certain way or she, like, has a temper tantrum or she gets frustrated, I totally recognize what she's feeling because she is so much like me. But when she started to test my patience, I would find myself like my knee jerk reaction would be to discipline and like punish her. And I really realized that my instincts or that reaction to just be quick to punish, it wasn't getting results. And when I was growing up, if I was misbehaving or if I was in a situation with my parents where, you know, they felt like I was out of line, 
I would get punished. You know, I would get grounded. I would lose TV and computer privileges. We would get spanked. And when I was older, they would like take away my phone or my car keys and I wouldn't be able to go see my friends, just things of that nature. And like, if I was shouting, my parents would shout back or if they were shouting at me, I would shout back. So it was just, everything was very big. Like all the conflict just was really big. And I think that's very standard for the culture I was raised in. That's just the dynamic between parents and kids is the parents are very, you know, authoritarian, I guess. (laughs) But the thing is, when I was mad or emotional, I really couldn't hear whatever it was that my parents were trying to tell me. And I think about that now with my kids. So when my daughters are upset, I feel like they can't hear me. So, you know, I read this thing somewhere that said, when you see your child in the middle of big emotions, it's your job to contribute to their calm, not to their chaos. So when I see my kids having big emotions like temper tantrums or meltdowns, I try to focus on calming them down first. And the lesson or the message I'm trying to get across is secondary. Because if I just try to like correct the poor behavior in the middle of the behavior, they can't even hear me. They can't absorb what I'm saying. Just like I couldn't hear my parents and I could not absorb what they were saying. And I honestly... I truly realized that if you're upset, and this goes for adults and not just kids, if you're upset, it doesn't matter what someone is saying to you. You cannot absorb the message until you're in a place of calm. So with my kids, I tell them, let me know when you're ready to talk, when you're ready to listen, then we can talk. And my four-year-old will say, she'll tell me, I'm not ready right now. I'm not ready yet. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I think these days, now that we know better, we're doing better, we're trying to do better, we know that shouting and resorting immediately to punishment or groundings or timeouts isn't really a successful way to get results from your kids. So You might find that your parents have opinions on your parenting style, especially if it's very vastly different from their parenting style. They might make comments to you. They might try to interfere in the way that you parent your own kids. They might try to push you towards parenting the way that they did. But if you want your kids to grow up differently than you did, you might find yourself at odds with your parents again. And that's really hard. But that being said, I am certain that I don't think my parents are going to approve 100% of my parenting style. I don't think that anyone's parents approves 100% of the way that their kids end up parenting. Parents always think they know best. And we're probably that way with our own kids. We're going to think we know best. And you know, it's just the nature of the beast. But when I was growing up, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, there was a lot of rules around clothing, 
modesty, boys, friends, cultural expectations, you know, around grades and and career and education. And I'm really not planning on having those same rules for my kids. For me, all those rules turned me into a person who was leading a double life and was hiding things from my parents, from my sisters, you know, just from my family. And it made me feel deceitful. And I just don't want to create that with my own kids. I don't want my kids to hide things from me. So I'd rather them live their life in front of me and I can provide my input. But it I don't want to put them in a situation where they're like, my mom said I can't do this, 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 and this, and da 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 da, da. And so I'm just going to do it behind her back. You know, I'm going to, obviously I want them to be reasonable. I'm not going to just say like, you can walk around butt naked outside, obviously. But I just, I want to keep things reasonable. My parents might cringe a little if they see my daughters wearing shorts as teenagers or wearing bathing suits on vacation at the pool. But honestly, I just feel a lot differently about these things than my parents did. And while I do feel like I really do want my girls to work hard in school and I want them to get good grades and I think that's really important, I'm not going to try to force them to follow certain career paths. And I would love for them to go to college, but if they have different aspirations in mind, you know, that's for them to decide. And I want to raise my girls to be who they want to be rather than raise them to be who I want them to be. One of the things that I think is so important is for kids to move out. And I think in my culture, it's really frowned upon or like unheard of for specifically a girl to move out before she's married. But personally, I just think that it is so important and you really, you know, learn about the real world when you're on your own, whether it's when my kids go to college or if they don't go to college and they just go straight, you know, into the workforce I need them to move out and learn what it's like to be in the real world. I think living on your own and figuring out, you know, how to keep your life together and pay your rent on time and budget your money appropriately and balance your social life and balance your freedom without turning into a complete mess is so important. Because a lot of times when people, you know, grow up, with a lot of rules and restrictions, and then they get a taste of freedom, they don't really know how to handle that freedom and they can go overboard. And, you know, personally, I feel like all the rules and restrictions that come from immigrant parents and probably just from parents in general are meant to keep kids from making mistakes and going down a bad path that potentially they would not be able to recover from. But honestly, you know, like even if you just hover over your kids and control all their decisions, they don't learn how to think for themselves. And if they don't know how to think for themselves, 
when they reach that point in their lives where they are on their own, because it will come eventually, no matter what you do, they might not know how to react or how to make good choices because you've been making all their choices for them. So, you know, even if you do manage to control your kid's life, eventually they'll get that taste of freedom. And what if they can't handle it? We really need to prepare our kids to be able to handle the real world and everything that's out there and all of the things that they're going to get bombarded with. So you want to prepare your kids to not go overboard and not become out of control because, you know, if you never let them make any mistakes, that means they never really had any learning opportunities and they just did what you told them to do. So there's a fine line between controlling all your kids' decisions and giving them the ability to make their own choices. So anyways, that's all from me, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Good Daughter Podcast with me, Misha Good. If you've enjoyed today's episode and it has helped you think about how to deal with your cultural conditioning and family expectations, please subscribe to the show and I'd love to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram at the Good Daughter Podcast. Thank you.